Oh, we came to magnify the Lord this morning. This is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. And we're going to ask you to stand as we usher in the Holy Spirit this morning with Sabbath rest. We set our work aside. We leave our cares behind on this Father God, Lord, we just want to take a moment just to thank you, Lord, for the opportunity to come before your presence. Lord, to invite your spirit to come and dwell with us. Lord, to abide and teach us, Lord, that we may learn and that we will move, Lord, according to your word. Lord, we thank you for this time, and we just ask, Lord, that you will bless our service. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 You may be seated. Good morning again. Good morning. Happy Sabbath to everyone. I said happy Sabbath to everyone. Happy Sabbath. You know, God is so good. And we just want to take a time just to let you know that God is looking and he's willing to bless you. Amen. Amen. And so we want to welcome everyone, both those who are in-house and those who are online. Linda, if you could please give me those, those uh, names there. We have visitors in the home. And actually, I, 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 I would testify to say that you're not visitors. They're just members uh, that we haven't seen in a second. They come home. Come on, say amen. amen. Because you know, you know how it is. Once here, you always a member. Come on, say amen. amen. So we're excited about who we got here. And I'm going to say this one for last. Because I'm, I'm, I'm extremely excited about this one. Uh, but we have Paris Owens. Amen. Amen. We have Jessica McCray or McCrary. Amen. And then we have the man in the house. Yeah. 
you see, we go back way back, you know, when we were little kids and stuff. So when I looked over and I, I, I didn't recognize him, but he said, I saw you walking in. And I said, I know that was Percy. I said, wait a minute. And so Lynette's over there talking to him, having a good time. And I'm like, does she know him? And, and, and I'm looking and I'm trying to figure out. I said, well, she know him. Now I heard Lexington. I said, uh-oh. Uh. I think I might have a clue, but I'm not sure. And so when he came up and he, he said, I'm Zach, I said, oh, Lord. <laughs> so we want to welcome Zachary back. Zachary, we all, we all went to school back in Lexington, uh, and we had such a wonderful time uh, growing up together. And so he's, he's, he's not only family of the church, but he's personal family. And so we, I, I'm so glad to see you. Amen. And so is there any other visitors out that I missed? Amen, amen. So we want to welcome you to our service. We want you to have a wonderful time. Sit back, come and worship with us. If you know the song, sing it. We just want you to have a wonderful time. Oh, step up. I, can't, I got this pole in front of me. Is that Madison? Step up. Oh, my, my, my. That's not little Madison. <laughs> Welcome home. It's so good to see you. It's so good to see you. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Brenda. And so we want to just want, invite you to just come in and have a wonderful time with us. I want to give you a few announcements, and then we're going to go ahead and get into service. Is that all right? Amen. Amen. Tori already gave you one announcement. I want you to remember that we have evangelism. We don't just sit on the pews. Come on, say amen. amen. But we like amen. to get out, and we like to serve. I, I, I can't express it enough. We had Backpack Sabbath, and that was phenomenal. Uh, so we know we're going to have a good time evangelizing in the community. Uh, Tori will probably give you a little bit more information on that when you don't forget. Seven minutes. Seven minutes up front. Amen. We also have our homeless uh, uh, mission. I don't know if they're, I think they're planning on going out next week. Amen. And so we want you to invite. We're going to split it up, but we're going to get it done. Come on, say amen. amen. And then also, write this date down. Write this date down. October 14th. October 14th. We are going to have a baptism. Come on, say amen. We're looking excited to that. And, and, and let, me, let me just make it known. If you're interested in being a part of that, come on, say amen. Amen. Great. Let us know after service, and we'll make sure that you can be a part of that. Come on, say amen. amen. Baptism, October 14th. October is a very busy month because following October 14th, right after that, October 21st, we're going to be the men's retreat. And so we're going to be transitioning the men, that is. We're going to be transitioning over to Branson. Come on, say amen. amen. And so we're looking forward to that. But I promise you, women, it's going to be exciting for you just as well. Come on, say amen. Come on, say amen. And then right after that, right after that, October 28th, I told you October was busy. October 28th, we're going to be having communion. You don't want to miss it. You don't want to miss it. So come on out. Remember those days. Oh, in December 16th? Come on, say amen. We don't want to miss that because that's our, our, our come together, choir. And, and I think we're working with Sabbath school and, and, and personal ministry. We're working. Come on, say amen. And so we want to remember those dates. We want to keep them in mind. And so on behalf of our pastor, Jonathan Fields, and our, our first lady, Melody Fields, we invite you 
to come out and enjoy and, and worship with us. Enjoy this morning. Enjoy this afternoon. Amen. 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 Oh, yeah, and suicide prevention, October 28th. You feel like standing up and moving and singing? Come on. We sing the praises. We sing the praises to our King, for He is the King of Kings. We sing the praises to our King, for He is the King of Kings. Do it again. We sing the praises to our King. For he is the king of kings. We sing the praises to our king. For he's the king of kings. Give him glory. Give him glory. For he's the king of kings. Give him glory. For he's the king of kings. Give him glory. For he's the king of kings. Give him glory. For he's the king of kings. We sing the praises. Praises to our King, for He is the King of Kings. We sing the praises to our King, for He's the King of Kings. Give Him glory, for He's the King of Kings. Give Him glory, for He's the King of Kings. Give Him glory, for He's the King of Kings. Give Him glory, for He's the King of Kings.
like you're ready to worship God and ready to usher in the Holy Spirit and guide us all the way up to glory already. Amen. And that's what church should be like. That we express ourselves to our God, our, grat our gratitude and our gracious God will bless us just as a result of our worship. Do you believe that? Do you believe that? Oh, yeah. Well, understand this, understand this too, family. Not only God will just bless us because we worship him, but God will bless us just because he loves us. <laughs> oh, I hope you guys get that today. Just because he loves us. Because somebody somewhere don't know that God loves them. And that's why it's our job to inform them, to let them know through our experience, through our dedication, but through our love and our worship. Amen. Amen. And this is a part of time of our worship service that we all can participate. It's time for us just to have a, a little talk with Jesus. It's prayer time. I mean, there's families out there who are hurting. There's somebody who's not in their right frame of mind. There's someone who have uh, illness or sickness. Someone probably even lost their job. Somebody have lost loved ones. Like uh, Sister Reed. Let us remember the Reed family. Whereas, you know, she lost her sister a couple of weeks ago. We know several months ago, uh, Sister Lacey, she lost her sister. And you may have lost a loved one. I know Brother Miller lost his brother uh, a month ago. So there's room for us to show our love to even our members right here. To let them know we are thinking about them and that we are praying for them. Amen. Yeah. Remember our Sister Robinson's sister-in-law as well. Uh, Sister Lorraine um, Morgan. Amen. Yes. We want to remember. It's good to see Deacon Cliff Rackley in house, but remember his family. Amen. We uh, also want you to remember the Miller's family and also our church family as a whole, the Tabernacle of Praise. Amen. Where everybody is somebody and worship is a joy. Come on down with me to the, to the altar. We're going to make this thing personal and serious this morning. We're not going to play with it because we need God's help. Amen. Spirit of the living God, fall afresh upon us. You said that you wanted us to make you a sanctuary that you may dwell among us. So we did that. You said don't forsake the assembly of ourselves because whereas two or three gathered together, you will be in the midst of that. So we are you to come on right now we're at the altar letting you know that we appreciate the mercy that you have given us thus far this week 
We appreciate, we want to express our gratitude about the grace that you have shared for our lives this week. That we made it through one more week. So we're here now in your sanctuary. Gather in your name to let you know, thank you for your blessings. Many times, God, we come to you and begging you for materialistic things. And we do need it as a survival kit. But the most important thing we need is the outpouring of your spirit. Where our lives can be changed and we can be molded and become like you. Where this world may see the darkness around us, but the light that we carry, oh God, can illuminate the darkness and they can see by our stripes that we are healed just like our creator. So this is a time, oh Lord, that God, you have the opportunity to do something marvelous, something magnificent, something fantastic, something phenomenal. You have the opportunity at this moment to touch and heal the broken hearts. You have an opportunity right now, God, on this holy and sacred day that you can speak to somebody where they can be relieved from the pain. You have this opportunity right now, God, because time is not on our side, but time don't have you because you are the beginning and the end. So God, in between the time that we have, we're asking that you would look down on our knees and supply them because you said you would do so. Not because we're worthy, not because we're just in need of it, but just because you love us. So we ask that you will manifest your love for us in all different ways and manners because you love us and we are your children. Lord, you know we're not worthy. You know we are like filthy rags. You know sin is in our lives. And if not, if you don't move, it will stay there. But because you love us and because you want us to go to heaven with you, we ask that the outpouring of the Holy Spirit take place in our lives. Open our eyes that we may see the glimpses of truth direct from you. We ask that you open our ears that we may hear you. Ask you to open our hearts that we may receive and obey the word. Because without you moving, God, we're going to continue to be lost. So now, God, we know that you hear us. Now we're going to ask that you do something just so phenomenal in our lives starting this day. We ask that our sins are forgiven and you remember them no more. We ask you to blot them out of your book of records and ask you to create in us a clean heart and renew the right spirit in us so that we can walk tall in your holy might. So we put our lives now in your hands. Now it's up to you to do whatever you want to do with it. Spirit of the living God, Here's one more request that we ask. We need 
for you to take place in the life of your manservant today. You have given him a gift and a talent. You have equipped him with the, the things of heaven. You have baptized him in knowledge and wisdom. We ask that be opened up right now in the name of Jesus so he can speak to your people so we can all get a dose of a feeling of heaven so our souls can be satisfied. So when you are done working through him that we all God will be so able to say it was good to taste and see how good truly is now take him now Lord and purify his mind and anoint his lips and speak through his vessel and we ask that you purify our hearts that we all may be changed so that we can be fit for your second coming we want to be ready and when the saints don't march it in we want to be in the number so now spirit of the living God you have heard us you have understood us now we ask you now to anoint us this is our prayer this is our plea this is our cry in the mighty, awesome, powerful, undisputed name above all names who can save us, who has saved us, who has redeemed us, who love us. So we're waiting for you, Jesus. Now take us now as you would, and we're going to continue to praise your name as we should in jesus name let the church say amen come on and say amen all right let's continue to worship god Okay, thank you. I was saying it's an obstacle course up here. The flowers are growing. The mic has got his own little stand, standing on his own. I'm going to have to come up this way from now on, walk around. Good morning, everybody. We're going to do some housekeeping stuff first. First thing on our calendar is the homeless ministry. It's the first and third week first and third sabbath everybody is welcome so i went out the last time with them it was just really really awesome it was great i really enjoyed it i didn't have to do too much just was in the background a little bit but you know the first thing we saw when we got out there was pit bulls right everybody know you know that's i don't like them and uh, my first thought was mm, they can do that i'm gonna go sit in the car and, you know, kind of scroll around on my phone, and it'll be okay. 
Okay, I'm out again. So, um, can you guys, you can hear me, something happened. But anyway, so, um, but I went on and then super bold, um, Lynette, raise your hand so everybody can know who you are. Raise your hand, girl, put it up. Went over there asking the woman, she was sitting down with these pit bulls, three big ones, not those little bitty ones, the big ones. Uh, do you all need anything? I'm like, leave those people alone. But the dogs were well trained. They didn't come after us. And guys, I'm here today, no scars. The Lord is good. I went on, minister. I will invite everybody to come. It's such a joyful um, um, ministry. And also, um, Lynette and Paul, Teresa, and uh, Karen, Andre, they know those people's names down there. They're looking for specific people when they go. I thought that was pretty interesting. So they're not nameless people. They are people that are known. And I just want to thank God for the opportunity. I want to say for everyone, um, we have our new Sabbath school books in. Um, and then Sister Phipps, raise your hand. Sister Phipps have them. She's in the back. So even the visitors, you may have your uh, Sabbath school lesson, Sabbath, and you're welcome to come to the class. It's an awesome class. I really enjoy Sabbath school. It's the one place where you can express your opinion. You can ask some questions. You can listen to other people's opinions. And this is the honest truth. I totally, I said, I never get as much of that lesson by myself as I do when I come to the class. I always learn a different way of looking at things and understanding things when I go there and learn how passionate others are um, about the lesson. So I welcome everybody. Please come, get your SAP school lesson, and study alone, and enjoy the class. And then I have one more, one more announcement, and this is our Never Alone Suicide Prevention Program. I'm going to share an experience with you. A couple of years ago, a, a young lady, a young lady, 20s or something like that, she called me, and she said, uh, uh, Lakita, I just took some Tylenol to kill myself. I said, what? You took what? You did what? And she said, I just took some Tylenol. And I said, all right. I said, hold on. So I switched over to 911 and said, hey, I have someone who just took Tylenol. They switched over to 988, which is the number to call, and that was BHR, and BHR talked to me, and I put her back on the line. And so they were saying, they told me before she came on, do not let her off the line. Talk to her, keep her awake, do not allow her to fall asleep. And so I said, okay, and I put them on the line with myself and her. I told her, BHR is on their way. And we talked, and we talked. And I heard BHR knocking on the door, saying who they were. And BHR took her, took her to the psych ward. I want you guys to know she got her. She went ahead and she finished high school. They gave her a case manager. The case manager got her into a new place for herself. And I just texted her, just checking in after a year or two. And she said, how are you doing? I'm doing great. We can save lives, okay? We can save lives. This is an awesome opportunity. You guys already know two strategies. Keep them on the line. Call BHR. 
wait there until they get there, and then let them take over from there. Follow up with love and kindness. Ask about, anyway, that's just a little bit about what you're going to learn. We need you to come out. We need everyone to come out. Visitors, you're welcome to come. There is no cost associated with it. A grant will allow everyone to come for free. And so we, we have it in person and online. You, if you want to come, I'm making it super easy. We have a phone number. Just text, I want to save a life to me. And then we will register you, and we expect to see you. We'll send you a few notifications and expect to see you. But God is really great like that. So with that in mind, we saw this young lady was snatched out of Satan's hands, right? Amen. She was snatched out. Somebody else out there doesn't have a Lakita to call. They will have one of you to call after we have our Never Alone Suicide Prevention Conference, right? So they will have you. But in the more of us there are, the fewer people that will die. That's the point. The more that they know they can call somebody and say, hey, I didn't think about you at first, but on my way out of here checking out, I thought about you. And then we know what to do. So that's the important thing. But somebody out there doesn't know. And they don't know that the Lord loves them. Now, I heard us a little bit, a little earlier say what we needed to say, but it was kind of a little weak, a little weak. We're going to get some practice in right now. So we're going to say, God is good. All the time. All the time. God is good. He is just so worthy of our praise. I, I mean, I can praise God forever and ever for the work he does through us, each of us. You don't know that kind word you said to somebody this week. Stop them. The, the, um, the meatloaf you made for someone just made them feel, it not only fed their stomach, but that somebody care about me. That is the biggest, biggest concern that I run into is don't nobody care about me. I am worthless. But we each can just do a little bit to help people understand somebody loves you by the name of Jesus. And we, we have to live out that love. I want to um, tell you about a, an incident this week. So I'm doing Coach K's uh, line, and, and I do the health portion of uh, health and nugget portion on that. So she said, "Hey, listen, I also host or facilitate this line for a week, and then someone else does it the next week." So she said, "If you want someone to help you, you can." So I thought about it and I prayed about it. Sometimes people are sitting right in our midst, and they are really great, but we have no clue about what their talents are. We have no clue. So I asked, and she's not here today, I asked Petsy Harper, Petsy, will you host, co-host with me? Every other week, you take the lead. Every, well, every other time. So she'll take one time, I'll take one time. But at any rate, she said, yes, I want you guys to know, she is thorough, she is excited, she is awesome, she is doing the work for God. But I don't want to just applaud her. So many of you out there have secret talents. They're hidden from us. Maybe no one invited you to use your talent. Maybe you don't know that you have this talent. Maybe the imposter syndrome sets in. Someone said, can you speak at the, you know, four minutes at the prayer meeting? Oh, no, not me. I can never speak. Well, that's God calling you. God's calling you. He is going to increase and do more through you. So I'm asking every person here this week, scale up, not back. Step up, 
not back. Don't be afraid. There are hidden qualities, hidden talents that God has put within each and every last one of us. And if we don't tap into that, who knows what we might be missing out on. Maybe her today, she's on this, on this prayer line. Maybe tomorrow, she's up in, you know, who knows where, uh, let's say the White House, giving a prayer. Who knows where God's going to take you with something as simple as a prayer. Everybody remember, this week, scale up. Don't do the least you can possibly do. At your job, don't do the least. Don't be one of those. Do the most you can do and let God do the rest. That's what I'm going to do. We're going to ask the deacons to come forward so we can give everybody a chance to scale up, support the Lord, support your community through your tithes and offerings. Most honorable Father, in the blessed name of Jesus, we're so happy we're alive and able to scale up, to do more for you. We praise you for all of the ministries that are being uh, set forward. We are so happy that you've given us an opportunity to enjoy you through others. And now, Lord, we ask that you would bless the offerings that's coming forward. Turn them from a sacred use, I mean, from a, a secular use to a sacred use, Lord. And we ask, Lord, that you would give us more so we can give to others. In the blessed name of Jesus, we pray and praise you always. Let the church say, Amen. Amen. And God bless you. Thank you, Lynette. <laughs> he keeps on blessing me over and over again. He keeps on blessing me over and over again. He opens doors for me. 
going to see how people can't get excited about God when they're in the presence of God, but I'm going to leave that alone. But I'm going to tell you, man, I feel good in Jesus right now. And now God's going to take us now to another level because I am here to introduce God's manservant for the hour. This brother, this brother is a really good friend of mine. And we have so many things in common. We got these three things that I'm going to share with you in common. The first thing we love to do, we love to eat. <laughs> we love to eat. Love food. Amen. The next thing we love to do that we have in common, we love to help people. All right. We love to help people. The last thing we have in common that we love to do, we love to give God his praise. So our life is consists of living for food, living to help somebody, and to live to please our Father, our Creator. I believe that's a good combination, amen? But let me tell you a little bit more about Darius, Darius Hitchens. He's a brother if you need, I mean, if you really need a confidential person to speak to. He's one that he qualifies. Right. He's a man that have talents and have a gift in God that can be used for your benefit. Are you listening? God has equipped him with knowledge and wisdom, as you will see when he comes to speak for the Lord today, that will help you grow in your relationship with Jesus Christ. This brother is a go-getter when it comes to loving a community and letting the community know that the church at large in their community is available. Are you listening? So these are some good, beautiful qualities in the brother. So after the choir sing the next selection of music to minister to your soul, I'm asking you to prepare for the word of the Lord through his manservant who will bring the thunder and lightning from the sky. Because God going to do, you got to expect a move from God. And we pray that God use his vessel as he present himself as a living sacrifice for Jesus. So come on, get ready. Close your eyes. Are you ready? Ready or not? Here come the Holy Spirit through Darius Hitchens. Amen. everyone to sing along with us once more. If you want to stand up and praise the Lord some more, stand up on your feet. Just want to praise you. Let's go. Just want to praise you forever.
Standing there for me 
Sabbath church family running back to you I want to thank my family for coming out this morning sitting here up front for us I want to thank everybody that came out today to hear the word of the Lord and the word of the Lord is something for us all our text this morning will be coming from the book of Luke. Our text will be coming from the book of Luke, and we will be reading chapter 15. Luke, the 15th chapter, and we will read this responsively. And we will read this because we know that God has a word. Then all the tax collectors and the sinners draw near to him. So he spoke this parable unto them, saying, And when he has found it, he lays it on his shoulders, rejoicing. I say to you that likewise there will be more joy in heaven over one sinner who repents than over the ninety-nine just person who need no repentance. And when she has found it, she calls her friends and neighbors together, saying, Rejoice with me, for I have found the peace which I have lost. May the Lord add a blessing to the reading, the hearing, and also the doing of his word. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you on this Sabbath morning just for bending your ear to hear our worship. Lord, we ask you to forgive us of all sins. Cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Lord, renew the right spirit within us so that when we leave this place, we will know that we have been in your presence. Now, Lord, we ask you to clear away the thorns, the thistles, the stones, and the mud so that we will see you clearly on this day. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. The title of today's message is, This Man Receives Sinners. 
This man receives sinners. A couple of weeks ago, my dear brother asked me, he said, would you mind speaking a word for the Lord? Now, anybody knows, knows that when I get an opportunity to speak for the Lord, you won't get me to be quiet. I don't have a problem when I get to tell somebody about a man who reached way down to save me. So today, I say to you, it is good to be in God's house. Can you hear me if I hold it here? Oh, let me bring it up so everybody can hear me. All right, now. So after... He asked me that. I started feeling a little under the weather, and I figured, you know, something's got to be wrong. So I waited and waited and waited around, and when I finally decided to go to the doctor, they told me that you have strep throat. So I said, strep throat, that means that somebody's trying to keep me from using my voice. So I went to the urgent care. I gave my brother a call, and I said, listen now, uh, they gave me a diagnosis of strep throat but through prayer and medication. Through prayer and medication, I was able to taste something so that today, when you hear my voice, you'll hear the Holy Spirit speaking through me. So let's get into this message. Because it was deep when I looked into this. This passage talked about Jesus meeting with people that some in the church would say are unsavory folk. We don't want to be associated with those kind of people because we don't want to get that dirt on us. It says that the scribes and the Pharisees that were there had heard him speaking, and they came because they said, listen, this man, who y'all say is so high and mighty, receives sinners. And not only that, he has been intimate enough to eat with them. How dare he eat with the people that we deem are not worthy? But Jesus, knowing the hearts of these men, Jesus, knowing the thoughts that were going through their minds, said this parable, because in the midst of him, there were shepherds. And he said to them, what man has 99 sheep and one goes away? And he says, I don't need that one. I got 99. Now, what man, when he flung the stars in the sky and created the universe and had one little sinful planet that got out of character, said, I don't need to worry about that one. I praise the Lord for Jesus was looking out for me. He looked down and he saw the niece of this man right here and he did what he could do just to save me. Even when I turned my back on him, 
he still was looking for me. And the scribes and the Pharisees looking at him as one who would be in contempt to say that if he's that much of a great man, why is he not hanging out with us? Why is he not doing what we would be doing, which is making sure that those people don't come around here unless they can repent first and then come to the house of God. But I want to declare to you that God said, I will make you fishers of men. He catch them. When you catch them, he cleans them. Somebody tried to clean the fish before they caught it, but I don't think it's possible. I don't think it's going to happen that way. When you look at a shepherd, what is it about a shepherd and his sheep? A shepherd is someone who loves his sheep. Characteristic of a shepherd, because I wanted to know why do we call him the good shepherd? The shepherd is one who has an intimate relationship with the sheep. He knows his sheep, because Jesus said, my sheep hear my voice, and they follow me. So when the shepherd calls the sheep, the sheep know which way to go. The shepherd also understands and knows that the sheep, if left to our own devices, will wander away. So what does the shepherd do when the sheep wanders away? He said, you know, I, I, I got these 99, they're here, but there's one missing. I could be happy with the 99, but oh, my heart longs for that one. How many mothers out there know that when that child is gone, it keeps you up at night wondering where they are? And if we as sinful human beings can give good gifts, what do we know that the Father in heaven who created us all can do? Talking to us about the shepherd. He tirelessly protects his sheep. He knows that the sheep are vulnerable and he is willing to lay down his life for his sheep even though his sheep may not appreciate it. He still will lay his life down for his sheep. Talking about the good shepherd. The sheep don't even know that they're lost, but the shepherd knows. Hmm. The shepherd knows. And the shepherd is one who is looking and seeking the lost. Because he knows that if I leave my sheep where they are, there's danger that's going to come to them. They don't know that there is a wolf sitting in the corner, but the shepherd knows. And the shepherd is there to protect, and the shepherd is there to lay his life down for his sheep. 
So we praise the Lord for the shepherd. David, when we look back in the Bible at David, one who God called his friend. And some of us will look back and say, well, you know, David and that Bathsheba situation, how can he be called God's friend? Because God knows that no matter where you are going and where you have been, where he can put you. And the repentant heart that David had is the same one that we ought to have. Knowing that we are forsaking all of the foolishness and coming to God with open, clean hands. David knew that God was his shepherd because he's told us this in the 23rd Psalm when he said these words. Even though I go through the valley of the shadow of death, thy rod and thy staff comfort me because you are my shepherd. And I was wondering about this rod. What about this shepherd's rod is so special? Well, this rod is used to point the way for the sheep. It's also got a little hook on it, so when the sheep gets out of line or gets to wandering off, he can grab it back a little bit. Sometimes the Lord has to yank us back a little bit because we're going in the wrong direction, and those that he loves, he chastens, so he may grab you back a little bit. So while you think you are doing things on your own, not knowing that the shepherd is there with his watchful eye watching you. Romans 3.11 says this. There is none that understands. There is none that seeketh after God. So as a sheep and we walk away, we're not seeking after him. All of us have gone astray. We're all going our own way. There's not one good, no, not one. But the shepherd is still seeking the lost. It just, when you think of the shepherd and the ones that he sends out, because the Father sent Jesus into this world to be our good shepherd. And when Jesus called us to be in the family and to be called sons and daughters of God, he has given us a commission to go out and preach this word and reach others. The only Jesus someone may see is the Jesus in you. As we talked about, as Sister Lakita alluded to earlier about the suicide prevention, the Jesus that is in you is seeking to save the lost. So that is why it is important for us to be able to stand up boldly and proclaim what God has for us. Because we are to seek those that are lost. We are to be his hands because he only has ours. We are to be his feet because he's blessed us to walk, to go where he needs us to go. The shepherd also is nurturing and caring. That shepherd is. Have you ever seen a mother with a newborn and how she loves this baby even though he keeps her up in the middle of the night? Even though it's two in the morning and it's bedtime but he's hollering and screaming, mama gets up and takes care of him. How much more so does our father in heaven care for us? How much more so? Talking about a man receiving sinners. 
the other part that, that grabbed me of this was when we looked at what the angels were doing, man who's on earth, who has to deal with man daily, will not see the situation that we're in and will step over you as you are in the gutter. But the angels in heaven will rejoice over one that comes back to God. When the angels are weeping for joy, human eyes are dry. The shepherds seeking the lost, seeking those that he may save, coming to a sin-ridden planet that's full of sinners to sacrifice his life because he knew that in 2023 he was going to have to come and get me. So I thank him for it. He knew what he was doing. I tell you today that as I thought back over some issues and things that has happened in my life, I recall back in the 80s, I was in a pool, me and my sisters in this pool, and while we're in this pool, I thought that I was big enough to get into the deep end, you know, it's five feet, I'm, people float, right? <laughs> I go and I, I'm walking and whoa, whoa, all I could shout out was, help me! And that hand reached out and grabbed me. Because there was nothing on my own that I could do. All we like sheep have gone astray, and there is nothing on our own that we can do. But all we got to do is holler out, Lord, help me! And know that he is there to help you. Know that he is there to send somebody to be there for you. And I could just imagine as that sheep was out and that voice was getting quieter and quieter as he was screaming for help, that the shepherd never lost sight of his sheep. The sheep wandered, never knowing where he was going, but the shepherd never lost sight of the sheep. Sometimes I think we believe that we can go so far out of God's will, that we can go so far that he can't redeem us, but God says, I'm able to save you from the uttermost and set you up high. So there are times that we think that we are outside of where God's grace can be, but I'm here to tell you that God said he can look down and save you and pull you from wherever you are. He can pull you from wherever you are. And let this mind be in you that there is no condemnation for him that is in Christ Jesus. Because we can think that, what if I come and they don't accept me? What if I come and they say that, brother, you ain't been here in a while. What if, what if I come and, and, and they say to me, brother, uh, well, what about all the ones that have been here? Well, I tell you what, God called me. And he called me to be doing something. So while he's got me 
doing what he wants me to do, that means you need to mind yours. I think Elder Carroll said it a couple of weeks ago, the haters are going to hate. But know this, that there is a father who looks upon us with pity and says that this is my beloved child. These are my sons and daughters. And I want them with me because the family is missing a few people. And we need to make sure that we who are in the family are going out doing what the good shepherd has asked, and that is seeking the loss. Sometimes we don't feel that it is our responsibility. When I was looking it up and I saw a hireling and a shepherd, the shepherd now loves the sheep. The hireling says, how much am I getting paid for this? So as the hireling is only looking to do things for public gratification, also that those can see him say, oh, look at what he did. The good shepherd will lay his life down. The good shepherd knows that even if nobody else wants them, I do. I know what they're worth. You see a piece of coal, oh, I see a diamond in the rough. I see a diamond in the rough while you see a piece of coal. And Lord, I'm telling you that when God comes for you and sends someone to get you, he has already set your place and kept you where you should be. Nobody can knock you off of the place where God has set for you. It is your spot, and all God is doing is holding it for you to get there to claim it. Those are your blessings that God has set forth for you. But us as sheep, we still have other things that we need to do. Because as sheep, you know, one of the things that I saw from a sheep was, sheep never forget a face. So when you know the face of God, when he's calling you, you'll never forget it. When you spend relationship with him, you will never forget who he is. But did you notice what I said? You have to spend a little time you got to spend a little time with them. And as you spend time with them, you'd be surprised at the growth that you have. Just spending just a little bit of time with him. As I was thinking about how could someone who is supposed to be a representative of Christ look at people and say, that's not my issue. That's not my problem. If you are in Christ, then you ought to know that your job is to seek to help save the lost which is the reason why you have personal ministries. Because our job is to be representatives of Christ. And if you are a representative of Christ, then what you are doing is you are looking at who you may save, who you may extend the olive branch to. Sometimes I think we forget 
what we are supposed to do because we're so caught up in being in the house. Because when we're in the house, we feel there's safety in the house. And as long as we're under the roof and the door is closed, we feel we don't need to go out and do anything else. Why would we? Because the wind's blowing out there. I don't have to be concerned about that wind. But as Jesus walked through the storm, seeking to save the lost, willing to lay down his life just for you and I. Isaiah 53 puts it this way. My servant grew up in the Lord's presence. This is from the New Living Translation. My servant grew up in the Lord's presence like a tender green shoot, like a root in the dry land. There is nothing beautiful or majestic about his appearance, nothing to attract him to us. He was despised and rejected. A man of sorrows, acquainted with deep grief. We turned our backs on him and looked the other way. He was despised and we did not care. Yet he was wounded, or yet our weakness he carried. It was our sorrows that weighed him down, and we thought his troubles were a punishment from God. But he bore our sins upon him. The man receiving sinners, the one who sits down and eats with sinners, Received the burden and the pain that we should have just so we could be set free. Amen. When I just sit and contemplate that thought, if you close your eyes and take a spiritual journey with me, we're going to talk about going to gather this sheep. Now, as the sheep is out in pasture, the sheep is caught in a rocky, thorny place. And you can hear just the faintest cry of the sheep calling to be rescued. And the shepherd, seeing the dilemma that the sheep is in, has decided without question, that's my sheep. I love my sheep. And these 99, they're in the household of safety, but that one is in trouble. I need to get that one. So as he walks down through the valley, stumbles over the stones in the way and the tree limbs that have fallen down on his left and his right side, as he walks a little bit further and he hears the sounds of wolves howling in the distance, still moving forward towards his sheep. Nothing but a staff in his hand because he knows I need to get my sheep. No matter how much trouble will come to me, I need to save my sheep. So as he walks a little bit further, stumbles over a boulder, scrapes his knee and Here's the sound of his sheep. He keeps pressing on because he knows that sheep needs him. Yeah. Moving further still, he can hear the sheep's cries grow a little bit fainter, but a little bit more desperate. 
keeps walking. Hear the sound of the wolves getting louder in the distance. Hear the sound of the sheep voice getting a little fainter. So as he goes, looks down in the gully, see his sheep, takes his staff, uses that staff to hook up under that sheep and pull him up to him. Tired as he is, weary as he might be, as Jesus was in the Garden of Gethsemane, sweating drops of blood as it will, over the thought of you and me, he still pressed on and endured death, even the death of a cross, just for me. He picks that sheep up, tired as he is, battered as he is, but he says, I found my sheep. He puts that sheep around his neck. And he said, though I may be tired, though the road has been long, though the journey has been rough, he takes a step and he's got that sheep with him. He takes another step and he's rejoicing because, yea, I found my lost sheep. Yea, I have found the sheep that was lost. I've got them with me. So he's walking back up the hill. He sees the crowd afar off. He's got that sheep with him. When he gets to where that crowd is, he says, rejoice with me. That which is lost is now found. That which I thought I would never see again. Here it is with me. I have got my sheep with me. As he said on that cross, it is finished. Because he knew that he found his sheep. So while he's looking for you, and he's asking you to go out and help find someone else that's lost, so that heaven can rejoice over the one. The 99 are okay, but there's the one. And while we go out and seek the one, some of us think we need to find them in tens and twenties. No, we just need to find the one. Just find the one. Somebody said, well, you know, I can't bring all of them. Just find the one. It doesn't take a lot to find the one. If you made it your mission to say that I will reach one, this year, I will reach one. That's all God's asking you for. So as personal ministry goes out, just find one. Just one. If each one reach one, watch the way the church will grow. Each one reach one. That should be the goal that we have to finish this year out. Each one reach one. Brother Andre.
bring something up for me. listen to the words of this song. Great and faithful. How could he love me enough to send me? Because this man received sinners. And as he received sinners, he received you so that you can go and reach one. Just one. He didn't ask you to go and get the whole neighborhood. He just asked you to get one. So if you just make that your goal and your mission this year, get one. Don't worry about the masses. Just get one. All we need is one. Just one. a simple appeal for you. If today you have heard the Lord speaking to your heart today, and it is your desire 
that you would like to be able to hear those words, well done, thou good and faithful servant. You have been grateful with a few things. He's going to bless you with many things until you enter into the joy of your Lord. If your desire today is to say, Lord, here I am, send me. Though nobody else wants to go, Lord, here I am, send me. And I will be what you need. You have no hands but mine. You have no feet but mine. If your goal and your desire today is to say, Lord, here I am, send me. I want you to stand with me. Just stand with me. If your desire and goal is to say, Lord, here I am, send me. I can commit to get us one. I can commit to one. That's not that hard to do. Just one. One that you've plucked out of the fire. One that you saved from a Christless grave. One that you have decided and you were able to say, Lord, here I am, send me. Just one. Second part of this appeal. Yet today you've heard the Lord calling you because you know that you've been a sheep who's been in the valley. But today you want to come home. And the Lord is saying to you, my brother, my sister, wherever you are, just come down to the front. The elders will have special prayer with you. Just come on home. Just come on home. No matter where you are, I'm still seeking the loss. I'm still looking for you. You may be running, but I'm still here. I'm still on the throne. I'm still looking for you. God is looking for you. If your desire for special prayer is that, Lord, I may have walked away. Lord, I may be moving in the wrong direction, but Lord, please, here I am. I invite you to come down to the front of this altar. Elders are going to pray with you. All it takes is one. God is still in the blessing business. He is still seeking the lost. God is still on the throne. This man received sinners. And not only that, he cleans them up. He brings them home. He puts them in his ark of safety. Because that is just the way the Father is. I loved you before I knew you. Before you were formed in your mother's womb, I loved you. And he 
is seeking you. He is telling you to come on home. I'm ready for you to come home. You ready to come home. All that's here is there an opportunity. Come on home to the Father. Even when we don't do what we should do, he's still seeking the lost. Father God, as we close this message out today, we want to thank you for the words that you have uttered from this desk. Lord, we ask you to keep us because we cannot keep ourselves. We may go to and fro, but Lord, you are the guiding light to keep us where we need to be. And for that, Lord, we want to say thank you. Lord, we know that every man, if he were up to his own devices, would not choose you. But today, Lord, we're thanking you for choosing us. We want to thank you, Father, for giving us a second chance, for giving us a home to the homeless, for giving us a way out of no way. Lord, we want to thank you for blessing us when we didn't think we deserved blessings, for loving us when we didn't love ourselves. Lord, we want to thank you. It's all because of you, Lord, that we're able to stand up and have breath in our body. So for that, Lord, we just say thank you for giving us one more moment, one more opportunity just to say praise your Father. Though we may leave this place, let us never leave your presence. Where can we go that you're not there? If I look to my right or my left, Lord, there are you there seeking for me. So, Lord, on this day, I surrender it all to you. I give you all that I am. I commit myself to you to be a willing vessel to do what it is you will have me do to make sure that I am the one who will reach one for you. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. And the church said, amen. been blessed? I know I've been blessed. Praise the Lord. And we thank God for allowing Darius to be used as a vessel. I know you heard the call, each one reach one. And in essence, that one just might be you. He gave the, he gave the opportunity and it's not going away because Jesus still has an outstretched hand. Each one reach one. That one might be you. But the reality is, is that if he's reached you, you still have a mission to go out and reach your one. Come on, say amen. Right. So we thank Darius for that. 
It's a wonderful blessing to see Darius. He's ours. Y'all know that, right? And so we're glad to have him home. Glad to have him to come and minister to us. We thank Tori uh, for inviting and, and reaching out and, and doing what Darius just talked about. And so we're excited. We just want to thank God for you for coming out. We want you to take this message home. We want you to, to just allow for it to just resonate in your mind and your spirit. So that as you think about it, get into your word. Study and we're looking forward to seeing you back here next week. And then the following, next week, we're looking forward to seeing you back here because we're all going to go out and reach one. Come on, say amen. And so whichever avenue you decide, whether we're going with the homeless or we're going with the uh, personal ministry, the opportunities before you. So we're looking forward to seeing everyone back here this week. And then on the following week, and on the following week, because one day we're going to look up into that sky going to say, Lord, this is our God whom we waited for, and now he has come to take us home because we did exactly what he asked, each one, reach one. Father God, Lord, we thank you. We ask, Father God, that as we have come to a close, that we will remember the words that were spoken today, but not just remember them, but Lord, that we will put them into practice, and that, Lord, we would truly do what we have been called to do. Lord, we ask right now that you will let the words of our mouth, the meditations of our heart be acceptable, oh Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Thank you. 